When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Inside NC State Athletics Podcast. Brought to you by LS Tractor. See the LS difference at lstractor.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Haynes and Jeff Gravely. Yes, we are back after a brief summer hiatus. This is the Inside NC State Athletics Podcast. And joining me as always is my podcast partner, Jeff Gravely. I'm Tony Haynes. And boy, this is an exciting time of year. And we're going to talk about that as we go along in our first podcast since uh, the month of July. But we do want to remind you that this podcast is presented by LS Tractor. And Jeff, did you know that LS Tractor gives you more standard features, more performance, more warranty, and more satisfaction for less money than other brands? Now, you can't beat that. You can't beat it. And I'm telling you, Tony, I, I, every time you, you do that LS Tractor read, I get a little tingle of excitement mm-hmm. it dials me back to when i was a kid my first job in tobacco was driving a tractor love driving a tractor i just felt like it was a special thing to do and so anytime i hear the word tractor i dial it back to my teenage years when i was 13 years old hopping on a tractor uh, and uh, taking a ride well, you should be a spokesperson for LS Tractor. You're perfect because you've got plenty right. of experience, it sounds like. I'll be glad to hop on one, man. 
I can grind those gears with the best of them. <laughs> well, while the LS tractor name may be new to you, they've been building tractors for over 35 years. So definitely check them out. All right. The month of September has arrived, Jeff Gravely. You know what that means? Oh, yes. Football. See, you're right? so predictable. I knew you were going to say football. I set you up. No, I was thinking there's so many great songs about the month September. Do you remember when it was the twenty first September? Well, the that's our number one, man. Yeah, yeah, the number one, the number one all time September song's got to be that one, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. But Frank Sinatra liked September. Yeah. He did September of My Years and Mm -hmm. September Song. Right. So he was fond of September. Then you can't forget Neil Diamond, September oh, yeah. Morn. Se- September Morn. No. Yeah, absolutely. But, but that, How about- that doesn't do it for me like just Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. Mm-mm. You know? How about See You in September? That's an oldie but goodie. Yeah. You remember Man, that? We're, see we are you dating ourselves. We well, are we're dating, dating ourselves. Well, oh, we my do. We, I think we do that on a regular basis. Uh, when you get older, you just uh, naturally date yourself. No, September hey, uh, does by, by, remind by the way, what you got. By the way, um, you know, we are recording this on September 1st, which is always a neat day for uh, recruits. It's the first day the juniors can be contacted, um, you know, by email from coaches and it's always an exciting time. So when September 1st rolls around, it's an exciting time for a lot of potential uh, college athletes. Um, but, you know, it's the first step. It's being recruited. You haven't signed anything yet. You know, I've still got a, a lot of football letters that I was recruited. I never played a down of college football. I was recruited to play football. I never played college football. So uh, congratulations to all the athletes their families that are juniors in high school now who did receive an email last night from a coach from a university that are interested in them but always remember you're just being recruited at this point you are not a college athlete yet that's another major step also september Mm -hmm. uh, as we are recording this on september 1st we've got some breaking news on schedules my man i love breaking news no we now know if news is broken why not fix it how about that Anyway, I we'll digress. Share it. That's right. Well, here you it can is. Fix it, uh, share as, it. As now, as as of now, uh, how ironic that NC State's first football game of the season, which is now on September nineteenth against Wake Forest, it's not a noon game. Oh no 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 no! It's not a mm-hmm. noon game. Eight o'clock under the lights at Carter Finley Stadium on September nineteenth. The ACC making that announcement uh, on today, September first. Also. The Miami game, which is a Friday night game, uh, that's a 7.30 kickoff on ESPN. So we've got game one at home against Wake Forest. We'll be on the ACC network at 8 o'clock. And then the Miami game on a Friday night, uh, that game on November 6th will be at 7.30. So we are making slow progression towards the official kickoff to college football at NC State and across the country. Now, as we record this pro- podcast, that news has just broken. It, I mean, it just moments before we started this recording session, we learned Kaboom. of that Wake Forest game time. Right. And I immediately thought to myself, hmm, I'm trying to gauge the reaction of our Wolfpack brethren out there that they're finally getting an 8 p.m. game. But unfortunately, <laughs> they, the can't, 
They early can't in the be year. there, and they can't be there to tailgate. I know. So listen, you know, get ready to fire up your uh, dinnertime tailgates at home or in your neighborhoods or wherever you're going to do it, and you get an 8 o'clock kick for your first game of the college football season. There you go. Well, uh, we're, this year we're going to have to kind of reinvent the way we do our broadcast, and we're going to talk about that a little bit here on this podcast. But uh, you out there show. listening, you're going to have to reinvent the way you do tailgating. Absolutely. I mean, at, we're at having least to reinvent the, everything. Well, well, we know for the first game anyway, NC State had made right. the decision there will be no fans. And I think Boo Corrigan and Chancellor Woodson and everybody at the university is looking out for everybody's best interest. And I right. think uh, with this decision, no fans for game one, no tailgating for game one. But, you know, after that, NC State won't return to Carter-Finley Stadium for almost another month. Right. And I think, I think during that period of time, that 28-29 day period, I mm-hmm. think we're going to learn a lot. I think NC State will learn a lot about, okay, what will it take maybe to have fans in the stadium at a lower Mm -hmm. capacity, obviously, because I think they'll have a chance to learn from some of the other teams who I think have made the decision to have limited capacity fans in their stadiums at the beginning of the season. Right. And that, the, so after the first home game on September 19th, it's October 17th against Duke. Uh, would be the next home game. So that's a that's a lot of time to try to figure things out, try to mm-hmm. uh, look at how things are going, where we are with COVID, where we are with, um, you know, positive tests, contact tracing. We're, we're going to have that during the season. It's just impossible for us to think we're going to go through a season unscathed by positive tests of COVID or even contact tracing. And it's the contact tracing that really comes back and, and hits you the hardest because there there are fewer positive tests, but if you are around someone who has tested positive, you're in that category of contact tracing and you have to sit out 14 days. Mm-hmm. So if, and then here's the other added uh, part of it too. So if you are tested positive, you also have to have uh, an echocardiogram or a heart test to see if myocarditis is a part of of your uh, COVID situation. So that adds another five days to mm-hmm. your inability to play. So I don't think we can expect to go through a college athletic season in the fall uh, without some type of interruption or a modification of your mm-hmm. roster. That's just not going to happen. Well, one of the reasons that uh, the decision was made to hire you and hire your expertise into the NC State Athletics program is that you can pronounce some of those medical conditions. Whereas <laughs> you know what? I probably mispronounced some of them us, and we will hear about that. <laughs> no, I think you did it beautifully. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're on board to do that. It takes a lot of pressure off of me. In fact, <laughs> this year, Jeff Bradley is going to take a lot of pressure off me on uh, some of our broadcasts because uh, I'm happy to announce that he is going to be my co-host on our weekly coaches shows. And our first Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn will be on the air at 7 p.m. next Wednesday. And that will be on the 9th of September. So we're actually going to start the coaches shows. And I guess hopefully that'll give some people, Wolfpack fans, a sense of normalcy Mm -hmm. when we return to the airwaves uh, next week. And again, that'll be from 7 to 8 p.m. But we've got some... uh, We've got some modifications to the coaches' show this year that yes. we want to we want to enlighten everybody about here. It's not just from a talent standpoint; it's also from a logistics standpoint. It's from a where will it take place standpoint, and uh, 
you know, you're, you're kind of the veteran of, of this doing the coaches show. You've done it for a long time, done a great job. I look forward to working with you. I've enjoyed being a teammate on the podcast here, and I just look forward to expanding that role even more to team up with you on the coaches shows. But I'll let you fill our audience in on how things will logistically be just a little different, including one of the main ones is where we will be doing the coaches show. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, let me give everybody a little history lesson. Some of you may not need it um, because you've been listening to our coaches shows for a long, long time. Uh, I would say that NC State's coaches shows for football and basketball have uh, had been produced remotely for the better part of the last 25 years. And by remotely, I mean, we would be on location at a certain venue. Usually it was a local restaurant or a watering hole. I think most of you uh, know that. Uh, actually, when I started doing our coaches shows, probably in about 2002, 2003, uh, we were actually producing those shows from the showroom at Bobby Murray Chevrolet in Raleigh. <laughs> wow. I know that's hard to picture, but they were a great host. The Murray family, they were big time NC State fans. Absolutely. They loved hosting the show and having the fans out there on a weekly basis. We'd all have great crowds at Bobby Murray Chevrolet. One reason we had a great crowd out there, they would have one of the local barbecue joints would uh, cater that event each and every. That's key. Uh, that's Wednesday key. night. That was huge. Make no mistake about that. You uh, you get chicken and barbecue under a roof. Oh. Uh, Wolfpack fans will show up in oh. droves, right? Oh man, that's you've you've hit a a soft spot for me now. You're talking about barbecue <laughs> and chicken. Always important to know your demographic, correct? Know that's your right. customer and your loyalty base. Well, that's where we started. And then you know, from there, we moved around to some different venues and uh, hosted the show in public. The fans, it was great for the fans because they always had a chance to get up close personal with some of the athletes and the coaches and talk to them personally and shake their hand. And uh, the fans, some of the fans always appreciated that. Obviously, though, in this environment, as we continue to work our way through this pandemic, um, it wouldn't be practical for us to take the radio shows out in public this season. So we will not be at a uh, local restaurant. I do want to say this, however, for you fans out there who have shown your steadfast loyalty to our radio shows and come to every, just about every show over all mm -hmm. these years, and you know who you are. I'm talking to you right now. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your support of NC State Athletics, supporting the coaches and the players and supporting our partners uh, who were involved with us on the radio shows. It was always able, it was always great seeing your faces and uh, chatting with you in person each and every week. But unfortunately, all of us have had to make some sacrifices this year uh, in this unusual environment in which we live. So uh, we're not uh, going to be out on the road doing the, the coaches' radio shows this year. We're going to do it in-house the old-fashioned way, be more like a radio show. Mm -hmm. And the show will be produced from uh, the Murphy Center uh, at the ACC Network studio, which is actually more of a TV studio. But we've uh, uh, we've had some meetings in there. We've, we're going to be uh, social distancing in there with our that's guests right. each and every week. But uh, that's where we will be uh, doing the shows this year. And it will be a little different, too, in that you will be able to view the coaches' shows. We are going to set up webcams where you can view the coaches' shows, and yeah. that will be a little different. So, you know, that's called behind the mic. That will not only be involved in the coaches' shows, but, Tony, 
during the game broadcast, my man, you're not going to be able to wear the tank top and boxer shorts anymore, my man. <laughs> you, you're going to have to dress up a little bit more because you guys will be on a webcam during the yeah. broadcast of a game. Now, let's digress just a little bit because the makeup of the broadcast booth for the radio will be a little different too. Tony Haynes, the normally outstanding sideline reporter, will continue his expert analysis, but you won't be on the sidelines. You will be in the booth with Johnny and Gary. I will. Uh, part of the guidelines this year, sit down from the ACC, there will be no uh, sideline reporters or sideline analysts on the radio network. So we'll have a three-man booth. But um, Johnny and Gary and I, we've been working together for 21 years. So I think we can pull it off and we'll still get along, although all three of us will be there sitting, well, not real close together because we're going to have right. to uh, do some social distancing in the radio booth as well. And I think we figured that out, but, uh, so yeah, that's going to change a little bit, but yeah, that, uh, you talked about those webcams, it's called behind the mic. Mm -hmm. And some schools around the country have already started doing it. And I don't know, it seems that people are fascinated by, uh, looking in and, uh, watching behind the mic on their computers or on Facebook. And, uh, so we'll have the chance to do that with both our radio show this year and, uh, and the live game broadcast as well. Yeah, I hope, so I hope, I hope I don't have to that, wear makeup though. No, I'm a radio no, no, no. guy. See, you're a TV a guy. I'm a radio guy. So. <laughs> no, 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 no makeup. But that's how memes are made, by the way, for social media is these these webcams were during game broadcasts. So be 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 prepared. It'll, I will tell be, you, Phil. Speaking of makeup and television, I will tell you a funny story, and it just crossed my mind out of the blue. You know, back when Tom O'Brien was the head coach at NC State, mm -hmm. and uh, we would do the traditional coaches show where I would be the host and Coach O'Brien would be with me in the studio, and we'd sit there and recap the game every Sunday when we taped the show. And I, I remember having this conversation with him during the offseason. I said, Coach, uh, next year your show, the Tom O'Brien show, is going to go HD. Oh. It's going to go high definition. <laughs> And then I looked at him with a straight face and I said, so that means uh, T.O.B., you're going to have to wear some makeup now on your coach's show. Oh, boy. How did well, that go that, over? Needless to say, he didn't wear any makeup, nor oh. did I, actually. So No. A military man like that is not going to wear any makeup. Yeah, I just, I just remember the look on his face. He's staring at me, and he didn't have to say anything. I knew what the answer <laughs> was going to be before I – Yes, you could fill in the blanks. With yeah. ex expletives as well, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, well, yeah. I, I happy to say that Jeff is uh, is going to have it play an expanded role in our broadcast this year. Not only is he going to join me for our uh, Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn, and then after that, uh, Wolfpack Weekly with Kevin Keats. Uh, Jeff is also going to co-host uh, our pregame show, the Lowe's Foods Countdown to Kickoff, which begins two hours prior to kickoff for NC State football. That means on the weight game, September 19th, it's an 8 p.m. kick. So Jeff will be joining our good buddy, Andrew Sanders, mm -hmm. for the Lowe's Foods countdown to kickoff. And uh, you guys will tee it up at 6 p.m. on September 19th. Yeah, I'm glad I kind of know when to report for, for work that day now. So, you know, that'll give us a little extra time to prepare that day. Looking forward to working with Andrew as well. I've, I've heard a lot of his play-by-play uh, -play broadcast and the work that he did last year on the pregame show. And, you know, just a real talented guy that is 
very well plugged into the college scene to NC State and looking forward to that. So it's kind of, I've expanded my role, so to speak, into something that's, that I really look forward to. And that's being a part of a game day, uh, pregame broadcast, a coaches show to be more involved with uh, one university. And I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to try to, you know, bring some information to our, our listeners and our viewers that, that will really help them digest a season and also to understand that, you know, this is a different season. They, they, they are excited to have football, but there's a little twinge of, man, really, I can't go to the game. So at least for that first part of September, it's going to be totally different where fans are going to be so excited, but at the same time, they're going to be a little uh, disappointed that they can't go. And there's disappointment uh, in the athletic department. There are disappointment among the, the football programs that can't have fans in the stands, which NC State will start the season without, but they are not alone. They are not the only university that's doing this. It's a, a lot of, a lot of universities are, and I think it gives Tony, as you said, a time to evaluate and figure out, well, how many could we have in the stadium? And I don't, I don't think we're going to turn it loose to have a full, you know, capacity crowd at Carter Finley, but who knows by the end of the year, I think you start out in baby steps and then kind of progress, but you know, the game day atmosphere will be different. Um, you know, but it won't be silent. Tony. It will not be silent. There will be, you know, so if you're watching the game on TV, you will not hear every coach's word or hear every whistle or hear your, it, you will, it will sound to you like a college football game. There will yeah. be, uh, you know, natural sound pumped in via the PA system. I think that's a good thing. You and I have seen kind of how the pro sports have done it uh, early on here with no sound pumped in versus a little sound pumped in. And I think that's going to be good because it gives you some type of atmosphere and some sense of normalcy in, in an abnormal time if you're sitting there watching the broadcast of a game. And if you're a player, you know, you'll get to hear, you know, uh, the, the band play, whether it's uh, over the speakers or wherever, and you'll get to hear crowd noise and, you know, you'll run out onto the field and you, there will be some semblance of like it normally is, at least from a sound perspective visually it's going to be totally different for the players and the coaches yeah and i think if you're a baseball fan i know jeff you are and i'm, I'm a huge baseball fan and uh, one of the things that major league baseball has shown us here during this shortened season uh, some of the adjustments that we'll have to make in our broadcast booth uh, the baseball announcers have pulled it off mm -hmm. they've done a pretty good job uh, mm -hmm. for instance you know they the um, the TV and radio announcers for the road team they haven't traveled with their teams as they normally right. would. You know, if you're a radio right. or you do radio TV for the Orioles or radio TV for the Yankees, you normally travel with the team on the charter and you do the game in the opposing stadium. Well, uh, they are they're not able to travel with the teams this year because they're trying to limit the number of people who are coming together in these charters. And so, you know, if, if you're uh, calling your team and that team is on the road, you don't travel. You're not at the venue to call the game. You're staying mm -hmm. back either in a studio or at your own stadium in many cases. And those guys are just calling the game through television monitors. And that's what you guys uh, will do, correct? Uh, we are working through that process, but for, for at least some of the road games, yeah, it looks like that we will actually 
uh, be sitting in that TV studio at the Murphy Center, the same mm-hmm. studio we were just talking about for the radio show, and actually doing the entire broadcast by watching television monitors. And uh, it's not ideal, but in right. where we are right now in 2020, there are a lot of things that aren't ideal. I mean, right. for Dave Dorn and his football team, it wasn't ideal oh. that they had to shut practice down for a week. But no. you've just got to make some uh, different type of uh, adjustments here. Um, in this environment and you know but baseball's done a great job if you sit down and watch some of these games and you listen to the announcers uh, you'd have no idea that they weren't in the stadium you can't right. really tell they've done a good job with the gnat sound that they pipe in the crowd noise like mm-hmm. Sunday night baseball you know Matt Perskirson and, and Alex Rodriguez uh, they do the games from the studio right because right. they're not allowed to travel into the stadium and do the game so it's different but uh, baseball has shown us that you can pull it off. And uh, for us on the radio crew, we're probably going to have to do some of that as well. You know, our good friend Debbie Antonelli, NC State uh, alum and former women's basketball player, does a great job with um, college basketball, WNBA. Mm-hmm. And she has been doing WNBA games from her home in South Carolina. So the same thing. It's like, it's like broadcasting from your basement whether you have a basement or not, it's kind of what you're doing. So she has the monitor set up in her home. She's got a little grease board that she can write on. She's got all of these things. And, and, you know, technology has allowed us to do this now Mm -hmm. Uh, where years ago, we wouldn't have been able to do this unless it would have been on the phone. Or if you, you remember the old, the, the movie bull Durham and the radio broadcaster who sat in there and had his own sound effects. And he would do the game basically by, uh, teletype someone would send him the information and then he would say well that was a hit the right field there but yeah so and so the durham bulls so we we, we won't have to do that yeah i mean it will be totally different they literally did do recreations yeah back in the 30s and the 40s yeah uh even red barber um and those guys they uh, they would travel and they'd stay back and do a radio recreation. Pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, we're gonna I, have I to tell do you what, Tony. I have been amazed. I, I was curious as to how authentic the broadcast would look and sound. How like even the NBA, you know, having playing in an empty arena, how they've put up the video board of people watching on Zoom or whatever. Uh, it gives it some atmosphere. I thought I think the NHL did a great job and has done a great job with. You don't see empty seats. They put up banners and this, that, and the other, and they've they've really created where you feel like you're watching a, an authentic game where people are there. And I think mm-hmm. that's been the challenge from the get-go, and that's been something that I know people across college athletics and especially at NC State have tried to figure out how are we going to make our people, our fans who can't be there, feel like that they are there. And I think that's been the the great challenge, but I think we've seen enough of a litmus test done in the professional ranks, like you mentioned, that I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be a product that you're not going to go, man, this is corny. This isn't working. I think it's going to work because we've seen it before, and I'm confident that these universities and TV networks that broadcast college athletics will be able to pull it off themselves. Yeah, I agree with you. So uh, once again, let's let's go ahead and, and promote and educate yeah. our fans listening right now on uh, what what we have going in terms of our broadcast schedule, because as of next week, we are back. We are back into our regular broadcast schedule like we've been in the past. 
uh, I do a daily show actually each day, Monday through Friday. It's called Wolfpack Sports Today. It's a little three minute uh, show about NC State athletics that can be heard uh, late afternoons on 99.9 The Fan in uh, the Raleigh area. So uh, I'll start Wolfpack Sports Today next Monday. Be sure to tune that in if you get the chance. Last year, Jeff, I did 164 Wolfpack Sports Today. Oh man! Yep. Wow. The only the only it out. The only weekday I missed was Christmas Day, and I was ready to do one that day. And they sent me an email saying we don't we're not going to (laughs) do Wolfpack Sports Today on Christmas Day. I was like, oh, I get a day off. How about that? There you go. Yeah, Wolfpack Sports Today next week, Monday through Friday for the rest of the season, right on through basketball. Also. We've got our first coach's show with Coach Dave Doran. That'll be Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Doran. Again, that airs on the Wolfpack Sports Network from 7 to 8 p.m. on Wednesday nights. And, of course, Jeff and the company podcast. will be on the air. Well, we got to – that's right. I, we're sitting here doing a podcast. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to crank these out just about every week now that we're yep. into the season. Absolutely. Yep. And then we'll so. get on game day. So we'll kick off with uh, Countdown to Kickoff. I'll be – teaming up with Andrew Sanders yeah. and then handing over to you guys to, to take it over and, and call the game. Yes. Johnny, Gary, and Tony, just like you've heard for the last two decades. Yep. And more. so when we, we, we dive in head first next week, hopefully for us and for those of you who are passionate about NC state athletics, it will seem somewhat normal. And we haven't seen a lot of normal here this year. So we're looking forward to that. Just having that feeling will be great. You know, you start to get that little tingle of, man, it's, it's getting closer. We're starting to see things progress and, and into a game day. And until they, they say we're not playing by golly, we're, we're playing. I I do. uh, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't at this time uh, say, Hey, you know, Tough situation for the NC State women's soccer program who right. uh, on Monday announced that they were not going to be able to field a team in the fall. Uh, I did get to uh, speak with and interview Coach Tim Santoro, who gave the background information behind the numbers just weren't there. Um, they had six international players that none of them felt like they could come to the States and either be able to get back home if a season was canceled or, you know, they didn't have the certainty of how many games are you going to play? Is it going to be seven? Is it going to be eight? Is it going to be 10? Uh, Coach Santoro had some injured players that were coming back this year. Uh, we're starting to get back into, quote, game shape. And then he had a couple of injuries during camp. So he was telling me that they had eventually maybe 14 to 12 players that were available. He goes, I need 11 minimum per game and it depends on which positions these these ladies were out too so he just felt like it was too much to ask them to do so he felt like it was the best for the for the uh, health of the student athletes and the program to not play this fall it was a tough decision uh, but he said you know they were dis- he said they were disappointed he goes but I don't think they were totally shocked having seen what some of their fellow student athletes have gone through in the spring, how the, all of a sudden their season was taken away. Boom, the rug was pulled out from under them. So they, they have kind of mentally prepared themselves to accept anything that could come their way because as we've, as we've seen, anything can happen in these situations. And as we move and progress towards the fall and on down the road, we have to understand that as fans, 
as administrators, as broadcasters, as players, as coaches, you know, it is going to be a fluid, changeable situation that can change at the drop of a dime. So I hate it for the NC State women's soccer program. Coach Santoro, they've been, you know, postseason, they've been sweet, you know, they've been progressing as a program, but this is something he just felt deeply that they needed to do. So uh, tough situation there, but they will continue to be able to train together. Uh, he said, at least we get to be together. And, you know, and the other thing, it was already determined by the NCAA a couple of weeks ago, nobody in the fall sport that plays one game, no games, or 50 games loses a year of eligibility. It does not count against your uh, time in college athletics. Basically, everybody's been given a, a redshirt year uh, if you play in, in the fall or if you don't play in the fall. So from that standpoint, uh, I'm ready for some football. I'm ready for some volleyball. I'm ready for some men's soccer. I'm ready for any and everything that we can do to make some kind of a semblance of normalcy of college athletics beginning here in just a couple of weeks. And what I hope for a year from now, we're not having these conversations anymore. Ooh, <laughs> give me a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, my friend. Well, I enjoyed it. And uh, yep. we'll let everybody know what we got going on this year and some of the changes we have to make. But Big announcement. Hey, we get started on the Wolfpack Sports Network next week with the Daily Show and the Coaches Show, and we're all very excited about that. And uh, we thank you so much for listening today. And, Jeff, uh, well, you and I will be having a lot of conversations over the next several months. I know that. Look forward to it, my man. Yep, absolutely. Well, you have been listening to the Inside NC State Athletics Podcast presented by LS Tractor. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Inside NC State Athletics Podcast, brought to you by LS Tractor. See the LS difference at lstractor.com. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.